Hail you nostalgic jailbirds. Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, Episode 24, Coming Out, Getting Out, Going Out. I hate that title. See, I like the title if it makes what? sense. I do. <laughs> If it makes sense. <laughs> if it makes sense. Because, all right, so Colin is getting out, right? Yeah, but and, Kelly's um, also getting out. Right. And Joan and Matt, not Matt, Joan and Nat are going out. Yes. They have a big date. But who's coming out? Is Kelly coming out? I guess Kelly's coming out of rehab. Is that what we're saying? That's whatever. Who's coming out? I don't <laughs> just want to know. <laughs> Maybe we'll figure it out as we as yeah, we, we discuss it. Yep. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on March 13th, 1996. One birthday, March 18th, actress Madeline Carroll, known for The Spy Next Door and The Santa Claus 3, was born. I don't... Uh... <laughs> I don't think I saw The Spy Next Door. I think that's one of the Jackie Chans that I... That's Jackie Chan, right? I think so. I might have seen it. I definitely saw The Tuxedo with Jackie Chan. I saw that at the drive-in. I feel like that was the last Jackie Chan movie I saw. Mm. I mean, I love, guess Rush Hour 3. Love Jackie Chan. Rush Hour 3 probably came after that. but <laughs> Yeah. There's a new Santa Claus... The Santa Claus show coming yeah. out yeah. for this holiday season. So that'll be that? interesting. Are, are you excited about that? Um, maybe. I don't think I saw the Santa Claus 3. That's the one with, um... Martin Short. Martin Short. Yeah, yeah I don't think I saw that one. Okay. It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> By the time you get to the Santa Claus 3, it's just a straight-up cartoon, where the first one was, I mean, you know, not grounded necessarily, but compared to number three, the, th the first one is pretty straight-laced. Yeah, isn't yeah. That, I mean, the Santa Claus, that's on your annual list, isn't it? Oh, yes. I love yeah. the first... Yeah. Uh, the Santa Claus movie. The second one is very boring. It's terrible. All the like <laughs> the CGI reindeer who's like eating too much candy and stuff. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. I don't like it. Two movies to mention. The first one is Ed with Matt LeBlanc. Why we were just talking about this. Why were we talking about Ed recently? Was some other oh. like it was some other like animal based movie from the nineties? Like maybe it was Dunstan Checks In. We were talking maybe. about. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I just finished reading Matthew Perry's memoir. Oh, I want to read that. Was it? Do you recommend it? Was it good? It was good. Don't go in wanting stories from friends, though, mm, because mm -hmm. there's not a lot, and I was disappointed by that. But oh, I but, guess but I it's a good book. Assume. He's pretty much on record being like that was just like the drug years. He doesn't remember. Yeah, anything, I mean, right? he talks I mean... about he talks about friends, but it's okay. a it's it's repetitive in that it's a lot of like. And then I did drugs, and then I went to rehab, and then I did okay. drugs, and then okay. I almost died, and then I went to rehab. So does he talk about the odd couple? 
A little. He does talk about the uh, and he talks about his time on 90210. <sighs> um because he yeah, because he wanted to be like a tennis pro, which didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he talks a little bit about about being on 90210. He like broke a racket while they were doing it because he was like so intense wow. while filming it. Okay. And Jason Priestley was like, Wow, <laughs> you're intense. Your note about uh, not going in expecting friends is what I will say to you about reading Simu Liu's book, because uh, I am currently listening to the audio. I, I know you are. I know you are. And I just read it and really enjoyed it. But if you're looking for any Kim's Convenience or Shang-Chi talk, look Bummer. elsewhere. <laughs> look Bummer. elsewhere, my friend. See, that was the same thing with Lauren Graham's book. It wasn't until the very, very end where she talked about Gilmore Girls and it was mm. not it was not enough. Did she talk me. about Good Company, that six-episode show we were talking about last week? I don't, don't I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. That's fine. All right. One more movie, Executive Decision, with Kurt Russell and Halle Berry. That's funny. This is one, as you know, in this episode, they're wandering through a, a video store. And Executive Decision is one that I feel like I've seen the VHS cover for that tape a thousand times. Hmm. So, yeah. It's not ringing a bell for me. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that, if you saw that. Maybe if you saw the cover. Maybe I've never seen it, but that's a uh, that's an interesting pairing, Kurt Russell and Halle Berry. True. Yeah. TV March sixteenth, the Mystery Files of Shelby Wu debuted on oh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah, that was one I I very much remember it coming out, and I was of course a huge uh, Secret World of Alex Mack and Clarissa Explains It All fan, and so I was like, oh, I got to watch Shelby Wu, but I just never did. I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> any of it i would like me with divergent i just watched divergent for the first time with my nephews because they're very into divergent right now and uh what how old are they uh seven and nine years old and they're into the veronica roth series divergent no they're into the movies the divergent movies well still that's even more puzzling to me they they're just getting into this uh you know discovering the genre of teen dystopia wow so oh, they uh they're, they're also into the hunger games right now okay. all right uh, yeah so i watched divergent with them okay and uh i didn't i didn't hate it i had a good time watching it it was well, probably because i was watching it with them and they were so excited but... i hope you don't expect that movie series to conclude because it famously does not my nephew told me that he was like they might be making a fourth movie and i did not have the heart oh. i didn't have the heart oh. to break it to them childish so, ignorance hopefully he's not listening to this podcast poor little scamp <laughs> well apparently he loves teen drama so maybe he is i know <laughs> All right, music on March twelfth. Weird Al's "Bad Hair Day" came out. Amish Paradise hit number fifty three on the Billboard charts and went on to be certified double platinum. Okay, okay. I just watched the Daniel Radcliffe movie "Weird," where he plays Weird Al. Up, yes. And did you watch it? No, I want to. I had a lot of fun with it because it's supposed to be a parody of like music biopics. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had a lot of fun with it. It's it's very goofy. Nothing, basically nothing in it is real or actually okay. happened to Weird Al. But okay. I think Daniel Radcliffe does a really good job. I believe that. When he's funny, he's usually really funny. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. I think it's a good time. March 17th, Mbop by Hanson came out. Give it up, I do up. This was their second indie album and featured the hit song Mbop. 
Many of the songs on this album would be redone for their first studio album, Middle of Nowhere. Oh. And we did talk about Mbop over on my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like. I remember that. I remember the days. I remember the days of Hanson. I remember everybody was like, Hanson's so stupid. <laughs> and then they were on Saturday Night Live once, and I thought it was really good. And I was like, darn it, do I like Hanson in the mid-90s? And I did a little bit, so. And you know what? I won't judge you for that. Listen. Umbop is a fun song to this. It day. is. I'll fight it anyone is. who says otherwise. So you'll fight my husband Eric, who hates it. No, there's so much emotional baggage. <laughs> I don't think, but I. <laughs> but no, it's fun. It's infectious. It's it's joyful. It is. Yeah. Makes you smile. Yeah. March 18th, the Beatles Anthology Volume oh, Two yeah. came out. Yes. Certified four times platinum and featured the single "Real Love," a John Lennon demo with the new music. From the Threedles. That's right. Yeah, they got together on the first volume of Anthology to do Free as a Bird, which was really good. And that one's interesting because the John parts are basically just the chorus. And then Paul fills it out with verses. And George sings a verse and Paul sings a verse. And then John is always there, you know, like, because it's building on top of the demo. Real Love was a more complete song than that. And so it kind of feels a little bit like... Here's a John Lennon demo with the other Beatles playing over it and not really adding much to it. So it's not as interesting in that way. I like the song. And this song also has a distinction of being the only song released by the Beatles credited just to John Lennon. It's it's not a Lennon McCartney. Interesting. So, yeah. So there you go. The anthologies are a lot of fun, too. Like, especially if you're a Beatles fan, there's songs that they opted not to ever finish so it's kind of like early takes of Beatles songs that you've never heard before and then a lot of studio kind of stuff and alternate takes and takes of them kind of figuring it out and working through songs so definitely for Beatles fans only but really interesting if, if you dig the band and are curious about that kind of stuff excellent March 19th songs in the key of X a soundtrack to the X-Files Ooh. It hit number 47 on the charts and featured the Grammy-nominated track, Hands of Death. Ooh, nice. Sorry. The jams are out there. X-Files is a little too creepy for me. But I Sometimes. like, I don't know. It's Sometimes. one of those where I'm like, is this going to be, like, I never, I need to, I, what I need is for your wife to just make me a list of the ones that are safe that. to watch. Yeah. Hillary, this is my official request. Okay. For you for you to do that. Let me tell you what Hillary would say. You should just start with season six. <laughs> season six, there's a lot of standalones, and those are like the fun ones, and you really see like the character stuff play out. Okay. Well, I'll have to do that at some point. Oh, I mean, I I'm that's what she says. I don't know. I haven't seen okay. season six. So. Okay. I'll wait for her to officially confirm okay. Okay. that before I do it. Um, did you see this is random? Did okay. you see that Taylor Swift just became the first female act to be number one for a year on the hot 100 is that true it that seems crazy to that, me that's crazy you can I mean, double check you can double check me but i saw an article that like consecutively that. like she never left the number one slot for a year yes that can't be true <laughs> we'll have to get the radio meanwhile fact checkers on that i don't know <laughs> i saw an article that was that that was the title okay Wait, you just read the title? Yeah, don't you just read titles? <laughs> Kendra, you're the problem with America. <laughs> Here it is. It's Billboard. Taylor Swift becomes first act to spend a full year at number one on the Billboard Artist 100. 
So not not even female act, just first act period. First act period. Yeah, I wow. put female in there, but okay. I was wrong. Isn't that well, crazy? Good for her. Good for her. I mean, she's had <laughs> a good year. I feel like the last several albums she's put out, everybody's just like gone bananas for. So yeah, I haven't listened to her new album. Not a but... shock. Hmm. Anyway. One other thing to mention, March 16th, Mike Tyson gained the heavyweight title after beating Frank Bruno. Do you care about boxing at all? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about real life boxing, but I love the Rocky movies. <laughs> I've never seen a Rocky oh. movie all the way through. Oh, Rocky 1 is so good. Rocky 5 is not. And the Creed movies also really good. I know. I need to watch the Creed movies because I do want to watch the new one that's coming out. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I've seen any of them. Just watch the Rocky movies. Just put them on. They're, they're a good time. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I feel like, listen, I feel like if you're going to watch the Creed movies, then you should at least watch Rocky Balboa and then the Creed movies. But I okay. think you should. I, I think, think you should I watch saw that more. one. That's one of the newer ones, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the last yeah. Rocky one. Yes. Yep. I'm pretty sure I watched that. Okay. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Grant Show, as Jake Hansen, has the distinction of being the only character to appear in all of the Fox-era series in the 90210 franchise. So other actors have been in all three, but Grant Show as Jake Hansen actually plays Jake in all three of the 90s-era shows. So that's kind of a cool distinction that can never be uh, beat. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, after that, he continued to have a successful television career. Like, he's just always popping up in places, and it's always fun when he does. From 2008 to 2011, he recurred in another long-running interconnected franchise, playing Archer Montgomery in both Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. One day, I might do Grey's Anatomy. Get in there, yeah. One day. Yeah, we'll see. I've fallen off. We've finally fallen off. It's still going, and like, I don't know, there was the whole COVID season, and then the next season started, and we were just kind of like, why, though? why <laughs> why and i don't know if it will be a thing where we go back and like catch it and catch up with it and finish it we've got so many years invested into it at this point yeah. it's like that in the flash like the flash is ending and i'm so close to being like there i'm like a season or two behind and i'm just like i think about it and i'm like but then i'd have to watch the flash yeah i don't even know how many seasons behind we are on the flash, and we no. still haven't finished arrow either so arrow is the only one that i've gone the distance with we I'm are close. so like we're we were so into them for so yeah. long and yeah. then we fell off yeah it just got to be so much because there were like five shows that you had yeah. to keep up with and mm -hmm. i was just like i can't i can't do them all well that's true yeah and we were watching legends of tomorrow pretty consistently and we were behind on the other shows. And that's what would happen. Like, there would be something and it would spoil a major plot line in one of the other show. And we were like, well, just don't say that. Like, don't <laughs> just. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. One day. Yeah. All right. Here's our synopsis for this episode with the stupid title coming out, getting out, going out. In an attempt to rekindle Nat and Joan's romance, the gang attempts to recreate the magic of their early days. Meanwhile, Kelly attempts to adjust to being back home, but the constant calls from Tara impede her progress. Finally, Valerie leverages the club to pay for Colin's bail, but the future still looks bleak. It sure does. Just leave him in there. Leave him in there. What I don't understand is like three episodes back with Ginger, David was like, don't you have $50,000? And she was like, yeah, but it's basically all that I have. But here she's like mortgaging the club to get $10,000. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all, but whatever. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? 
Today's episode is written by John Wepley, directed by Gilbert Shilton. And what an episode it was as far as direction. There was a lot of goofiness and a lot there of There was so much takes. goofiness. I loved it. I liked that. I liked that aspect as well. A lot of weird takes, some shaky cam kind of takes. Yeah. So very unusual, but I, you know, I suited it. It worked, but it was noticeable for sure. We have several returning players this time. We've got Paige Moss back as Tara Marks, whether you want her or not. Michael Dietz as Greg. Wesley Allen Gullick as Willie with the whole conversation with him and Valerie. Anne Gillespie as Jackie Taylor, who is basically just Cindy Walsh at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Julie Parrish returns as Joan Diamond. That's not how she talks at all. <laughs> Joan Diamond. Uh, new recurring players include Scott Haven as Mr. Carter. Also appeared with Jenny Garth in an episode of What I Like About You. Also known for playing a Navy chaplain in six episodes of Jag and several roles across the Star Trek franchise. Dad was a Navy chaplain. I was just going to say, was that was this character based on Midnight Master Blaster? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Other cast members. Uh, Kirk Bailey as Tony Spencer. Previously appeared as Barry in Models, Inc. And would go on to recur as Greg Madigan in Melrose Place. Wow. So there you go. There's an actor. Covering all three shows, but not playing the same character. Not the same character, though. Only Grant show. So it means nothing. What a Grant show off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's get into it. We okay. start in prison. <gasps> Valerie is coming to visit Colin. Walk away. Walk Just away. Just walk away. Colin. Walk away. I don't understand. Walk away. But so they're doing the, you know, they're on either side of the wall speaking on the phones thing. And um, poor, poor, sad Colin. He's in his, you know, blue prison outfit. Yeah. And he says that it's been two weeks. When is she getting him out? So two mm -hmm. weeks have passed since mm -hmm. uh, since the last episode. Yeah. And she says she's trying. She says doesn't have the money. It's fun when they do that because it actually was two weeks since the most previous episode. Uh Oh, yeah. nice. He says, you know, his family can't help, probably wouldn't help even if they could. She is literally the only one who yeah. can help him get out of prison. So yeah. she says, you know, she's looking into her club's equity. She doesn't own the building. She just owns the business. Right. Um, and she's going to she's going to see what she can do. Really? Why? No one know. knows. I don't no one know. knows. I don't know. After the intro, we got a very, it seemed like a much longer montage of Los Angeles. Did you yeah, notice that? I did. I did. And I like looked up and was like, oh, this is still going on. Why? I don't know. It was very long. I have no idea. Just, I guess I, they needed to fill another, another minute of time. Yeah. The only thing I could think was that obviously later on they really are like going all around los angeles and seeing yeah. stuff. and i wondered if maybe they're like we have so much b-roll let's just <laughs> toss it in because it toss is it in. It, i mean it's kind of a plot light episode really yes you know so yeah maybe maybe it was just padding we go to the peach pit joe has had his surgery what the heck <laughs> that that was crazy to me that that wasn't a storyline we spent like a whole episode with susan's parents and joe was like had the heart surgery everyone <laughs> recovering nicely crazy yeah he's like yeah they you know there's a 
pacemaker in there or something like you can't see the scar you can't even feel anything i'm doing Amazing. he's doing great they've given him the green light to go train for football again insane insane i cannot believe we didn't get a dramatic episode where we see him no. having the surgery and you know what's so crazy they locked in the timeline themselves they didn't have to but he, but colin specifically says it's been two weeks so so i almost called him ray so joe has scheduled, received, and recovered heart surgery in in two weeks. Wow. I, I just don't understand. Also, he says the no scars, and Donna's like, I should know. I checked. Which I think is a weird thing to say when they're both so famously virginal. Yeah. You know? It was like an yeah. odd... Yeah. Whatever. Very odd. So as the gang is is talking, they see that Joan is is with Nat. They're coming out Nyland. of Nat's office, or whatever. And so they all, you know, go up to say hi to her. And it's a little bit awkward because they're like, "Hey, you two, how are you doing? Things look like they're going well." And they're both like, "Yeah, well, so bye." Great. <laughs> so great, what we have. Yeah, and Nat says, you know, after she leaves, he says, it just it just didn't work out. You know, the magic wasn't there. We've gone out a few times, and it's just not the same. Yeah. Back in rehab, Kelly is packing up to leave. She's finished her time, and she's going home. And Tara is very, very sad Yeah, she's leaving. Yeah. Tara only has one more week, but she's very sad. So mm -hmm. Kelly gives her the cashmere cardigan that she loved so Aww. much. She tells her she can keep it. Oh, says, you know, I'll see you for group in the evenings and, you know, you can call me and you're going to be fine. Yep. Dr. Greg McSteamy comes in to help Kelly with her bags, which I'm sure all the doctors do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a classic turndown service at rehab. Yeah. So Kelly hugs Tara goodbye. And then she and Dr. Greg have a little flirty flirty walk to the elevators mm -hmm. he has to make sure to say i'm not a full doctor yet <laughs> and yeah he leaves, he leaves hanging so we can bang yeah so it's fine <laughs> it's, it's ethical for us to get it on <laughs> all right claire and susan go to jones yeah, door what? what claire and susan yeah, where they've never spoken. It was like <laughs> they put all the characters on a dartboard and just started tossing things. They are BFFs. Like it's not insane when you consider that, like you know, Brandon and Steve are housemates, and they're obviously like sleeping over a lot. So I'm sure they've had many a breakfast together. Yeah, you know, but like it's just never been established that they have any kind of relationship. For th so for them to have like a little hijinks episode was odd. Yeah, agreed. Is Susan the primary character of 90210 at this point? <laughs> Maybe. So Joan's store is a lamp store? A lamp store, yeah. A yeah. lamp store. I think she just works there. I don't think she owns a lamp store. Okay. She works yeah. at a lamp store. Yeah. And Susan and Claire go in under the the premise that they need a de that Susan needs a desk lamp. Genanigans. And when they ask, when Joan asks, well, what kind of lamp are you looking for? Susan says, romantic and nostalgic. Hmm. Claire says, what does a romantic lamp look like, Susan? Explain she that did. one to me. She did, but I kind of got it. Yeah. I, I could picture a romantic nostalgic I get lamp. it. Yeah. 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 So Joan takes them to see some lamps and they very quickly are, you know, 
lose the lamp uh, charade. And they're like, listen. Don't a lamp. We want you and Nat back together. (laughs) Yeah. Nat hasn't been the same since you left this morning. You know, what's going on with you two? a real rough couple of minutes for Nat. (laughs) And she says the same thing Nat says. You know, I can't put my finger on it, but it's just, you know. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's not there. It's a perfectly reasonable answer that they're both giving. Yes, it is. It would make more sense, this storyline, if they hadn't gone out on any dates. Like, you know, like if she just happened to come by the Peach Pit to get some food and they were like, hey, Nat, when are you going to go on a date with Joan? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And then they like get them together. It's weird that they've gone on some dates and they're like, nah, let's just be friends. And they're like, no, you will not just be friends. You will be in love. Yeah. Yeah. I I call this a writing problem because... The issue that they say they're having in their relationship and the the ultimate solution make no sense. No. Like that would that would backfire a thousand times what they do, but we'll get there, Kendra. In <laughs> we'll time. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, can I say I'm just kind of sad that we skipped college. Yeah. Like I would have liked college stuff for them. Yeah. Well, we had college stuff for a little bit, but I know. Like, remember all this stuff with like the like Deshaun and, and Corey mm-hmm. Randall? all this stuff going on and then they were just like ah they're just full-grown adults now yeah we see them in the in the student union but not doing any college things yeah but they also seem to me like they're floundering a little bit to be telling like fully grown adult stories you know Mm -hmm. but college i feel like is just so ripe for that and what other college shows were around at this time you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i just it's a weird choice it's a weird choice but yeah here we are well, when uh, when you and I do our Boy Meets World podcast and we oh. get to the college years, you'll see okay. uh, that they do a good job. Okay. College stuff. So does Saved by the Bell, even though it only lasted for a season. Saved by the Bell, the college years is a good time. <laughs> okay. So they leave the store and they're kind of like, you know, Susan. Susan's not ready to let it rest, basically. Mm, no. She, her, her wheels are turning. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to the uh, bail bonds place where valerie is she's leveraging the equity in her club right so if he if he skips town basically she'll she'll lose the the yes. peach bit after dark yes okay okay i'm reading here bail works by releasing a defendant in exchange for money that the court holds until all proceedings and trials surrounding the accused person are complete the court hopes the defendant will show up for his or her court dates in order to recover the bail you get your bail back? Yes. <gasps> I That's didn't I know that. That's what I thought. That's what I mean. I feel like it's like a deposit. A bail bond, I think, is when you go and somebody puts that money down for you. It's sort of in a pawn situation, you know? Mm. And and the money they get back is like what you paid them plus. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. they make out good on the deal, like a short-term loan. Very interesting. How am I... How how am I this old and I didn't know that you got your bail money back? Yeah. That is blowing my mind a little bit. I thought that was just like, yeah, you gotta pay this to get out of jail. Like yeah. go to jail. Do not collect okay, so, two hundred dollars. <laughs> so for a bail bonds, if they can't meet the full bail on their own, they could go to a bail bondsman and the defendant's usually required to pay ten percent of the full bail amount. Uh 
Wow. All right. Well, you know, every day is a new day to learn. Yeah. Is what I say. So very interesting. But but anyway, she's now given him $10,000 leveraged against the equity in her club. And Colin's got to stick around to his trial. So the Peach Pit After Dark is uh, in limbo. It is. Yeah. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's. It was it was a music replacement here, but Claire Donna says like we need more soothing music, and the music was already pretty low key. Yeah, so. it was just like doop a doop a doop a doop yeah. Doop. I'm interested to I would be interested to know what music was actually playing. Oh, yeah, but Kelly arrives home, and they've got flowers from the gang for her there, and everyone's kind of treating her, you know, a little. You know, like they're not sure how she's going to be. Right, so they're right. trying to be very like calm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go to her room and in the hallway, there used to be a big paint, you know, the cake painting from, yeah. <laughs> from yeah. Colin. Beautiful. And they're like, yeah, we took it down. We didn't want it to upset you. But they didn't like clean the wall. So it's no. just very apparent no. where the painting used to be. <laughs> Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's that's like an immature thing to do. I feel like if they were going to do that, you got to reorient all the pictures in that hall. Yeah. Just change the look of the hall and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know. But it's just like, it's the same effect. Whether the painting's there or there's a big hole where the painting was, it's the same effect. It's meaningless. Yeah. So in her room, David is there. He got her some fish. Oh. Fish tank. So she yeah. has something to take care of. Pretty slick move, I feel like, as far as her recovery goes. That seems wise. Yeah. Kelly asks about Colin and how he's doing. And David's like, I don't know. He's in jail. Can't make bail. Who cares? (laughs) There is a lot made throughout this that seems like Colin was like their friend. Colin was friends with the gang. And that was, these are facts, not an evidence. Never did we have a scene where they're like friends without Kelly or without Valerie. Never. Nope. Never. And we did have that with Ray. You know, we did have some yeah. stuff with Ray hanging out with people. Ray would so. hang out with the guys, yeah. And, and you know, even this season, Susan's hanging out with, you know, she had the thing with Valerie, she had the thing with Claire, you know, but Colin, no. So I think that this is like a weird kind of readjustment here where it's like, you guys were friends. Kelly asked David to tell everyone, everyone being Donna, Claire, and Jackie, that she just wants to take a nap she just wants to to rest rest. she got to rest and as she is getting ready to sleep she gets a call from colin who's Mm -hmm. calling from jail he knew Mm -hmm. she was getting out that day and he wanted to check in see how she's doing tell her didn't we get a a tara call first though i think we had a yes i skipped it i'm sorry no it's all right tara tara calls first and said you know kelly just left (laughs) But she says, you know, she just wanted to check in and say hi, and she misses yeah. her. Yeah. Yes. So then, then Colin calls, and he says that he wants to see her because he's getting out of jail that night because Valerie posted his bail. Yeah. And yeah. it would she he doesn't say that he doesn't say no. that Valerie Wise. is getting him out. Wise. But Kelly is like, no, I that's not a good idea, and she just hangs up. Mm-hmm. So Valerie goes to pick up Colin from jail and she talks with his lawyer who's he's just a public defender. He's very flustered, you know, very busy. And he's like, you know, 
All right, yeah, we're going to try to plead down the charges. We'll see how it goes. And Valerie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Plead down the charges? Let's get these charges dismissed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no proof he right. did any of these things. Yeah, yeah. So he's looking at possession, resisting arrest, reckless driving. For all that, three years. That seems like not a lot to me. <laughs> Oh, really? I guess I was thinking that felt like a lot when there was like, no one was hurt. There was no violence. Like the chase was very like minimal and minor. Yeah, I don't know. All Three right. years to me felt like a long time, but. I mean, it is a long time in yeah. the grand scheme of things, but it's just, it. I was surprised. I was expecting yeah. like seven to 10 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Valerie is not pleased with this. I just, you know, you know, it's TV and Colin's an idiot anyway. I just feel like it all is, has been handled so poorly as we discussed in the car chase episode. But like, even with that, he could have been like, look, this guy who is a known drug dealer was just in this car. I knew there were drugs in here. I panicked because he hadn't even done drugs. Like there weren't drugs in his system. So like, but instead it's like all this craziness is happening and it's just like, guys, come on. Um, so Colin and Valerie arrive back at Colin's apartment and he's, you know, he's excited to get out, but he's also stressed about, mm -hmm. you know, how long do I get to be out? And I can't even think about, yep. you know, what's coming. And Valerie says, well, you need a new lawyer and I'm going to pay for a big, expensive wow. lawyer. Oh, yeah. Again, right. good use of her money, I think. In Susan's dorm room. Brandon is trying to get something going, but Susan is very preoccupied with the whole Nat Joan situation. Yeah. yeah, Nat and Joan Diamond. They do have really good chemistry together. Brandon and Susan. Brandon and Susan, yes, yeah. they do. For real. So over at Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire is also very preoccupied with the Nat and Joan situation. So Steve and Brandon are are, are having no luck mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. night. No, no, they're not. I feel like was this the first Steve Claire boudoir scene we've gotten? I think I so. thought that too. Yeah, I thought that too because they're very like they're in bed, they're very close. Yeah. They start like making out, and as I was watching it, I was like, I think this is the first time we've seen this couple yep. like this because yep. we almost did the one time that they were going to do it for the first time, yeah. but then they didn't, and. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think so. Yeah, it just was noticeable because it's a cut. We go from Brandon and Susan to bed, and it's right to Steve and Claire, and Steve's shirtless and all his arms up over mm -hmm. his head, like on her head and everything. And it was, it was very intimate, and it was something. I don't even know if we've really seen a Steve scene like that, honestly. Maybe Steve and Celeste at some point. I don't know. Yeah, we we have seen Steve. I don't know who is he in his bedroom with. Well, he and Andrea kissed in his bedroom. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. And he and Valerie like run out of the fire, like halfway dressed. But there was something just sort of like casually intimate about this scene that just felt like I don't know that we'd seen that from Steve. So, far. yeah, I agree. Def definitely not Steve and Claire. Yeah. So back to Susan and Brandon. Susan says they need to do something. Something must be done. And the idea is thrown out there that they should do this triple date. Mm. Steve and Claire, Brandon, Susan. Nat and Joan. Joan Diamond. And so so that's the idea. And now that, that that they've come up with this idea, now Susan and Brandon can can get to kissing. Steve has a line there when he's talking about their romance or whatever. He says, 
a rose untended will wilt. And it was the least Steve line I've ever, it was crazy that he said that. It was like a whole, sp- he, like he keeps going and he's like champagne uncorked. Yeah is going yeah. to go flat because they're talking and, about like, do you get bored yeah. once you've been in a relationship for a while? I don't know. Something about the delivery though, seemed very much like Steve just waxing philosophically. And it was, yeah, it was very strange. sincere. It, the it whole, that whole scene was just like, yeah. it was very different. It was, from what it was, we've it seen. was unusual. Yeah. Just yeah. another, another unusual directing choice for this yeah. episode. It almost feels like, that was one scene and it was all Brandon and Susan because the dialogue was very Brandon Susan-y and it almost feels like that's what it was, but they cut it up to be the two. Yeah, maybe. So oddly out of place, but I mean, it worked, but something about it just stood out. Mm. Brandon's wearing his sex jewelry. As we discussed last time, he pulls his arm out of the covers and he's got like, it looks like he had Mr. T in a chokehold. He had so many like gold bangly jewels. It was on too much. Yeah, it was a lot. Too much. It was a lot. All right. Next day at Kelly Donna Claire's, Jackie has breakfast ready for Kelly when she gets up. And Cindy Walsh. Kelly said it. She had a great first night. It was so nice to be back in her That's own her. bed yeah. sleeping. Tara calls bright and early for Kelly and says that she misses her and, you know, she, you know, tells her about the food that she ate. That was awful. Mm-hmm. And after she hangs up, Donna's like, wow, she's calling you a lot. And Kelly is immediately defensive. Yeah. About, and Donna's not Tara. really even accusatory. She's like, wow, how many times is that today? And she's like, I don't know, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> so she decides... Kelly decides she's not going to go to school. She just, she needs another personal day. So she goes back to her room and Donna follows her and apologizes about Tara, you know, such that she wasn't trying to be whatever about Tara. And Kelly's like, you know, I'm the only, I was very important to her in there and I'm really the only person that she has. So, you know, she needs, she needs me to be there for her. Yep. Over at the student union. On the college campus, <laughs> the um, two couples are talking about their triple date. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all, all set. set. This great. was this was a scene that seemed like they were like, "We'll say action. You guys just discuss as you mm-hmm. will." No specific mm-hmm. lines right. for the for the first part of this. Um, but they're talking about how this date is going to recapture the past, the seventies, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, this was pre-disco, pre-Star Wars. Yeah. But they're going to recreate this thing for Joan and Nat. And the guys are going to be in charge of getting Nat to come on this date. Joan is in, but they need to get Nat. This is crazy, though, because the problem is it's not like the old days. And so they go to recreate a lame version of the old days. And it's like, the problem is not that they don't remember. It's that they do remember. Yeah. Like this date should be about like, look at the world ahead of you. But it's like, look how you used to be happy in the seventies and now you're old. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. It would, this, this is how you bring closure to a couple. This is not how you rekindle anything, you know, really bizarre. At the peach pit, Nat is, he's a, he's a big no for, for going on this date. He is not into it. This scene wins the award for being the weirdest. I loved it. I liked it too, but that's what I mean. It, was, it felt like it was handheld camera work. It was back and forth. It felt like, 
I don't know. My I was watching this with my wife, and she was like, "This feels like they filmed a run through and decided to go with it." And it yeah. does. It's so frenetic. Yeah. That's weird. It was very like, uh, "Who's on first? What's yeah, on second? Like with the timing of the lines yeah. between Steve and Brandon. Yeah. And and I love I love it when we get Steve and Brandon scenes where they are oh, just too. like on me too on fire with each Absolutely. other yep <laughs> this is where willie gets his one line mm -hmm. uh to talk about out oh, but but before we get there um they they do a lot of convincing i can't remember everything they say they say they're on a, the, a mission from god they need nat yeah. to say yes so the girls won't be mad at them yep. and finally nat gives in and says mm -hmm. he will go on the date mm -hmm. so then valerie comes to pick up food and willie brings her her food and is like, hey, the guys are in the back. Do you want me to go get them for you? And she says, no, don't tell anyone I was here, actually. Yep. But on her way out, she runs into David, who he uh, he's not. I don't know. He's not evil, but he is being very like, you know, told you so kind of yeah. stuff. Well, he very and, like, aggressively closes the door on her car. Yeah, she tries goes, to get in the car. He closes the door like, and leans yeah. on it, won't let her open it. Yeah. And he's like, well, I hope you weren't, I hope you were smart enough not to post his bail with your own money. Yeah. But yeah. of course she wasn't. And she says, you were always jealous of Colin. Were you going to say something? Yes. No, just two things about this scene. One, uh, David makes some really good points where he's like, you just went through all of this stuff to stop people from knowing about you and Ginger. And now you're just going to do this thing, which is going to completely explode your relationship with all of these people. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. The second thing, David, you broke up with her. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, stop it. Yeah. But he, he is right that this will be the equivalent of like the Ginger stuff. You know, like this is the guy who like almost drove Kelly to like a drug fueled, a drug induced death. And now like you're leveraging the club. And yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. He brings up, you know, I loved you and you tried to pawn me off and your friend for a night. Like, what the heck? And yeah. Yep. He's like, do you what do you love Colin or something? And she's like, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I love him. That was yeah, which I don't think is true. I I, I don't think I, so either. I buy Valerie's whole thing about this was somebody when she didn't feel good about herself and he was so cool and she always had a crush on him. And here he is. And now she gets her chance. I buy those like immature emotions coming back and making her act in a way that she maybe normally wouldn't. But I don't really buy that there's an actual connection between the two of them. Yeah, I agree. And so David leaves and says, you know, when you play with dirt, you get dirty. Yeah. This is parting line. At the Walsh house, Susan is talking to Joan on the phone and Nat is talking to Brandon on the phone. And it was a very like Little Shop of Horrors, like the mm -hmm. phone scene in Little Shop of Horrors yep. where they're talking to each of them and yep. they're both freaking out on the other end. Yeah, it was like Little Shop of Horrors, only your dress wasn't tucked into the back of your tights, you know? Right, yeah, because that happened to me. Yeah, 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 I recall. <laughs> yeah, Prefer preferably none of that. So the plan is that the three, Susan, Claire, and Steve are going to go on this date, but Brandon is going to go somewhere else and get something else ready. Yeah. So he's not coming on this date with them. Doesn't get to eat. 
it's a it's weird just, plan. It's just another it's just another thing stacked against this plan. It's like these two older people are going to go on this triple date with a, a young couple and a third wheel and that's it and they're going to go and like relive the highlights of their youth. It's just so stupid. Stupid. Kelly and Donna go to Is this actually a blockbuster? Did we see a sign that said blockbuster? Oh, no, I don't think so. But you know what? When they're recounting the stuff earlier, they basically did a Condor segment like we do on this show because they were like, <laughs> yes, Nixon was president. It's like they listed movies. They and could, yeah, there were two scenes like that it where was, they just kept listing yeah, stuff. In the it was very, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, hey, it's the Condor. Uh, no, I don't think we actually saw a branded blockbuster. Okay. But anytime this happens in a movie, I stop paying attention and just look at all the covers of the movies behind them. And I saw <laughs> a lot of fun stuff. Well, the colors in the store were blue and yellow, so I didn't know if it was oh, supposed to look yeah, like a blockbuster. Maybe, but... maybe. So they're looking for a movie, and as they're looking, they run into almost Dr. Greg. Almost Dr. Greg. McSteamy. And he, <laughs> he looks less steamy in his regular oh, clothes than in his does. doctor uniform he fell victim to the 90s trend of like chunky everything yeah like big giant jeans big giant sweater big giant like dad hair it was not a good look for him at all yeah i agree he's renting the three stooges so yeah. that's fun but stuff. he he asked kelly if she would like to go out to coffee with him sometime and she says yes inappropriate <laughs> But it's cute. <laughs> okay. All right. Back on the date. They are in a limo. They've rented a limo. And a they're all very limo. dressed up. Limo. They're all very dressed up for this date, too. They are. And they Joan go always to... seems drunk. Oh, I don't yeah, know a little bit. Actress, but she's always like, oh, Nat, hello. <laughs> she just always seems like she's been hitting the sauce a little bit before the gang picked her up. Pre-gaming. Pre-gaming before this <laughs> ah, <yeah>. date. <laughs> So they go. The first place they go is the site of their first date, which is oh, a like a, like a outdoor. Yeah, it's an yeah. outdoor hot dog stand called Tail of the Pup. Yeah, and they drink champagne and eat hot dogs and talk about the stories about how each couple first met and got together. Mm -hmm. We get a quick little scene back at Kelly Donna Claire's. They have. They're getting all set up for their movie night. I forget which movie they chose. Yeah. Soap uh, Dish? Yes. Soap Dish, which is a Sally Field, Kevin Klein thing about like backstage at a soap opera. What's fun about it is that it was uh, an Aaron Spelling thing produced by Aaron Spelling. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. So they're about to hit play on the movie, but they get a phone call from Tara. She has run away from yeah. rehab and she is just on the street yep. somewhere. Yep. Even though she had, what, days left on her rehab stint? A couple of days. Yep. yep. And so Kelly and Donna are like, all right, we're coming to get you. Stay where you are. Yep. Back on the date, they are driving around L.A. and having such a fun time. Joan says, hey, remember when we saw the doors at that place? And Nat was like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> but they both think this is very funny. So funny. They arrive at 932 Las Palmas, which is apparently the yep. site of the bungalow where they lived together at one point. Oh, it's it's just gone, though. It's an empty lot now. Yep. So Nat gets out and walks around, you know, takes it all in. And Joan tells the kids that 
their parents didn't like them together because he's Jewish and she's Catholic. And that was part of the reason that they. Yes. This was the drama between Jesse and Andrea, as you'll recall. Yes, I do recall. So she gets out of the car and they, you know, talk about some memories of their bungalow and then they kiss. Yeah. Seems like it's working. That did it. Yeah. Yep. Basking in nostalgia and not looking forward to a relationship solved their problems. Kelly and Donna find Tara. She's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, she doesn't want to go back to rehab. She's like, please, yeah. can I go back to your house? No. Please don't take me back. And rehab. so Kelly says, you can come back, but I'm calling them to let them know where you are. And I will be bringing you back Yep. the next day. Yep. She says, fine. Back in the limo, we get just a little talk about, you know, what do you what do you kids do on the weekends? What was your most romantic date? And as they're talking, Brandon calls the car phone or yeah, whatever. Cool. To check in and see how it's going. And Susan says, we'll be there in 10 minutes mm. to their final destination. Wherever Brandon is. I fully thought that it was going to be a situation where they had decorated the peach pit after dark as someplace from the 70s. And we're like, for tonight only, it's the Jam Jam Club or whatever. But. No, that was not it. <laughs> the Jam Jam Club. <laughs> Kelly, back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Tara is very impressed with the apartment. She's like, I thought it would be nice, but this is like the nicest apartment I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all settle in with popcorn and coffee on the couch to watch Soap Dish. And Tara is just like, this is amazing. This is the life. Listen, they made the it. coffee too fast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe they had it made before they went to go pick her up. Cold coffee. Yeah. (laughs) No, you leave it on the thing and it stays warm, right? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm not a coffee drinker. Is that how coffee works? (laughs) Maybe. Hey, there is a Jam Jam Club in Warwickshire, England. Just wanted to let you know. It's called the Jam Jam Club. (laughs) For that matter, Tale of the Dog is also real and is in Los Angeles and was reopened in 2022. So Nat and Joni could go now. It's fun. Yeah. All right, we go to Colin's apartment where Colin is having a nightmare. Mm. And in this nightmare, he's like only in his boxers walking around his jail cell while other inmates are just like shouting things at him. It was it was upsetting, though. They're all like, oh, you're going to cry. Oh, you're too weak. It was. uh, Yeah, it was intense. It really was. Yeah. So I guess, you know, he had a hard time. In prison. In jail. He was in jail and for two he's going years. back. There's yeah. no way he's not going back. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, he's for so, sure going back. Yeah. So he wakes up from this nightmare and Valerie calms him down and is and he's like, I don't want to go back to prison. And she's like, I'm not gonna let that happen. Never. <laughs> You're Never. not going back to prison. Yeah. She has connections in Mexico, right? Or where where did they go to, when they went out oh, of the country? With, yeah, with Dylan that time. Yeah. yeah, I can't even remember. Call Jonesy. He could probably help. Yeah, Jonesy can help. Yeah. But she'll have to walk around in lingerie to, to be a prostitute. Be a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> Just briefly. <laughs> brief. So some brief prostitute work. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, the last scene is they go to the Excelsior Hotel, which has been shut down. It's not an active hotel. Yes, it's been closed for years, despite (laughs) how it looks inside. Yeah, 
And they go into the ballroom and Brandon is there. He's set up this table, which apparently the location of this table is where they had their first kiss. Which how? How did they How would he know that? Yeah. How did they know that? She Joan drew them a full diagram of of the room. Yeah. And he um he turns on some music on the boombox and Nat and Joan dance and then the other couples join. Yeah. And that's Brandon, the Brandon's like, let's dance. And they dance. And I'm like, I guess Brandon dances now in this episode. He sways. He sways. He does sway. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the end. And it felt like a very abrupt ending. It was rushed. Me. It was rushed. I yeah. wish we had ended on the Terra stuff. Yeah. Like I wish they had moved the call and stuff earlier and this earlier and then ended on the three of them sitting down to watch the movie. Yeah. Well, this the the Nat Joni stuff, and don't get me wrong, I liked having more Nat. I liked Nat having something to do. Yeah. It's yeah. Not that I it's just I feel like the way they did it was weird. But this has all the makings of like a classic B plot while something's happening on the main stage. And it felt like for this episode there really was no primary plot it was multiple it was pretty even yeah yeah it was but nothing i don't know like the colin stuff seems like the biggest deal but was a pretty low-key thing joe had his heart surgery off screen which has been donna's story for you know many episodes so it was an unbalanced episode i wouldn't say that i hated it or anything but i was kind of like huh when it ended i'll be shocked if we're done with the joe stuff i think he's gonna have complications when yeah. once he starts training or something okay. so okay. maybe they're just giving us a, a break before yeah. that happens maybe. but um but yeah it was it was an interesting episode yeah 90210 snap i think i might give it to the david valerie scene their mm. fight out by his oh, car yeah yeah yeah, that's pretty, no, that's pretty intense. That is pretty intense. I was thinking some of the Colin Jail stuff, but yeah, David Valerie does feel nice and dramatic, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I'll give you that. Verdict on the episode? You know, there were a, a lot of shenanigans. Some of the shenanigans I liked. Yeah. Some I did not. I, I think they could have done this Nat. Like, again, yeah, not, not down on a Nat-centric thing. Like, mm-hmm. I like Nat. I want Absolutely. Nat to... To have a girlfriend, that yeah. would be great. I think the way they went about it just didn't make sense. And no, not really. Was, you know, it was just kind of dumb. Yeah. And I, I, I just didn't really care about it. Yeah. I was like, let's well, get back to Kelly or let's get back to Colin. The, the Nat and Joni stuff was interesting this time. But to pick it up with, uh, we went in a couple of days and we don't like each other anymore. And Susan's, for whatever reason, going to make yeah. them all back in love we never saw them fall out of love we just right. saw like this hopeful thing and then it vanished so i was not when the story propped up again like this i was just like what i i don't know i wasn't really ready for it in this way so yeah, yeah. i guess we'll we'll wait and see what comes of it but a little little weak there i thought i i wouldn't rank this super high but it was fine how about that it was fine i like the steve brandon stuff as you did yes for sure okay well, you can catch me every other week on the Sandorian Life, Kendra. How about that? That's where I am other times. The Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. What about you? What are you talking about these days? Well, I am Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like. And we talk about 90s music, and we will 
I think we have an episode coming out this week about where have all the cowboys gone. Yeah, that's right. I said that last week, but it should yeah. be out this week. Now it's happening for real. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then you can join us next week right here as we continue season six with episode 25, Smashed. Is this one streaming, Kendra? Did you look? I didn't look. Okay. So we'll see. Sure. We'll We're coming up to the danger zone, everybody. So just be careful. <laughs> You're We're on the to, highway, too. That's right. Zone. You're going to have to hope it's in cycle on Pluto or that you got the DVDs. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll have to tell you about it. All right, Kendra. All right. No, no, <laughs> that's uh, good. There we go. <laughs>